This is the John Oakley Show podcast. All right, let's get right into it. This is a big story today and leading up to today because the rules have changed when it comes to impaired. And uh, because the drugs, uh, the whole thing with legal marijuana, I guess, is sort of uh, lent currency to impaired driving charges. And so both drug and alcohol impaired driving tests uh, have brought forth uh, a whole slew of different uh, penalties in cases of uh, a first offense with a blood alcohol content above 80 milligrams to 119, that's a mandatory minimum of a thousand dollar fine. Between 120 and 159, mandatory minimum on first offense, fifteen hundred dollars, and over 160 on first offense, mandatory minimum, twenty five hundred dollar fine. Second offense, mandatory minimum, thirty days imprisonment. And I'm kind of curious because. Uh, there are some lawyers, one of whom will join us after 6 o'clock, but who believe that this could be uh, facing uh, a test. And the Civil Liberties Union here in Canada has also suggested this could be uh, something that will be uh, seen in the courts before too long. Uh, and it unfairly affects racial minorities who are disproportionately singled out by cops for traffic stops. So again, there's this whole uh, issue that has to be addressed. But is it worth... Uh, suspending or at least uh, maybe violating certain civil liberties if it means you're getting drunk and impaired people off the road, Carlene Nation. Well, they, they've been describing this as um, being driven by the Mutso effect, the young man that plowed into the car when he was drunk and killed uh, the, the children and their grandfather. Um, they, it was reported that over 7,300 uh, drunk driving charges were laid so far this year, and that te- that that seems like an astronomical amount. So it, there's no way to get through to people that you can't and should never drink or drive, drink and drive. So uh, this is the way to do it, but it's surely going to be tested. And if there's a disproportionate number, I don't know if they're going to be keeping a track of people by race, but if there's a disproportionate number of black people being pulled over and given breathalyzers, then that will be another big issue as well. So this law will be tested. Uh, it will be challenged. It definitely will be challenged well, by the, the challenges- civil liberties. And also the other thing to throw in here in the mix is the whole marijuana thing as well. So Well, that's part of the problem because uh, there are no well, let's say uh, highly scientific ways of ascertaining, but they're still going to ask for a breathalyzer and saliva test roadside. Here's my question to you, Kevin. I mean, this is one of those things where uh, it's not required to have probable cause. You can just stop somebody. It's got to be a lawful stop, but the cops can say, well, we saw you make a rolling stop back there, or uh, one of your taillights is burned out, or you didn't signal a lane change. Now, let's have a breathalyzer on that pretext that you've been stopped lawfully, they can uh, demand, and if you deny uh, or you don't comply, then you get charged anyway. So is this appropriate, given that we've got people, you know, there, there's a lot of carnage on the roads. Is well, this striking well, a balance? I don't, I don't think it is, but, I, but I'm a privacy lover. Um, the Supreme Court decision that allows the, the narrow application and use of ride-stop programs is just that. It's narrow, and this legislation allows, in effect, what amounts to a unilateral, arbitrary ride-stop program anytime, anywhere. Um, so 
it bothers me as someone who's a fan of, you know, w- w- we believe that you can protect your reputation uh, f- from people stealing it or damaging it. People can not steal or damage your personal property, be it a car or, or a house, whatever it is, but somehow your privacy doesn't seem to increasingly enjoy that same type of protection anymore. It so concerns me. Well, and so they're... Uh the proponents of this law, like Mothers Against Drunk Driving, uh, big backers of it, and basically they're looking towards zero tolerance and total prohibition, I guess, but uh, they say the trade-off's worth it. Is it, Alyssa? Listen, I don't think that anybody who has had too much to drink should be driving. And, uh, well, you know, if you, if you, if you have to too get... Too much to drink or just uh, right at the threshold, 80 milligrams? You're blowing 0.8. Plus, slightly. I understand, but I think that that affects different people in different ways, so it's hard for me to to comment on that. And I think that if you're going to get through to people, then fines are one way to do it. The thing about this that bothers me is that using the pulling over as a pretense, so, you know, maybe you you were drinking, maybe you weren't, but then from the way I understand it, the police is then allowed to or will try to probe for other things while they have you pulled over. And when I was listening to somebody from the Toronto Police Service describe this, they said, okay, well, you know, if a police, you know, uh, officer is asking you things that are out of bounds from the reason they pulled you over, you're allowed to tell them to stop and that they don't, they shouldn't be asking you that. And I sat in my car and I was at the stoplight and I'm thinking, and how would you do that? How exactly would you do that if you were pulled over and then the cops started asking some tangential questions? And would you actually have, you know, the cojones to say, you know, stop asking me those questions. You're not allowed. So uh, it's that pretense of pulling you over in in search of something else. Well, that's sort of the rejoinder when people are carted or were carted back Mm -hmm. in the day uh, Mm -hmm. if they were told that they didn't have to respond. And I thought the police officer could would have to tell you, you don't necessarily have to respond. So I don't know if that's going in that direction, but uh, just the suspension of certain rights. Kevin was rather adamant, saying that this is a dangerous precedent. We're on a slippery slope. Carlene, do you believe we are? That? We are definitely on a major slippery slope. I think. Do you believe this is racial most... minorities will also be uh, inordinately targeted? I, the, the complaints are going to start coming in if um, whether we they keep a track of number the, the the race of the people that they stop. I mean, that's another whole issue. But this seems so broad and so all-encompassing that you can be stopped. Yes, the police can say, yes, we have legitimate reasons to stop you for X, Y, Z, and now we need to do a breathalyzer on you. It's so broad, so I, I don't think in the history of Canada we've seen anything quite like this. This is expanding uh, police powers to uh uh, the tenth degree. Well, it's, it's, is this the also workaround sal- for lack of carding? I mean, is and it's is saliva, that one of the things? It's also saliva test, not just sorry, sorry Lisa. Yeah. It, it, it's. Uh, I mean, you're right. That's a practical impact of a workaround. I agree. Um, but it's not just only a breathalyzer anymore. Now it's also going to be a saliva test. And, and I'm just part of the cannabis issue, notwithstanding the, the question, but whether or not that test works. Um, I mean, at what point will it become a, a blood test? You know, they, they'll prick your finger and, I mean, how invasive does it get? Well, this is an ominous note you're striking here that somehow, as Carlene called it, the expansion of police powers, uh, once you sort of let that slip out of the, the gate... Uh, I, don't, I don't think we as a society talk nearly as much around the, uh, of, of the issue uh, about privacy issues and encroachments upon the state in our lives in any number of ways, and this is just... One of the latest manifestations, and of course, it's easily defended by the supporters because if it's a, you know the classic mantra, if it just saves one life, I guess it's worth 
anyone being stopped at any time for any length of time because if it quote unquote just saves one life. Well, that's why uh, you use the use the cover of, of Mad Mothers Against Drunk right. Driving with that because that provides you cover, right? But you know, so you know, you don't want anybody. You know, just one person stopped will save a life. But you know, we're kind of like pushing the uh, police, the power of the police now with this legislation aside and and covering it with Mothers and Against Drunk Driving. I don't see getting in a car and getting on the road. Um, I don't see privacy coming into it. I, I disagree with that point. Once you're in a car on the road, your privacy somehow goes if because it involves the safety of everybody else on the road. So, so privacy in that doesn't aspect, matter to you then? Well, I, I, privacy matters to me, but I don't believe that once you get on the road in a vehicle, but you, that you were just your privacy... About, you were just talking about slippery slope. That, yeah, I, mean, I, I, I understand that. I understand that, but I don't agree that to the extent that you do that this is totally all about privacy. It's still about safety. All right, but, so you're willing to concede uh, some of your privacy or civil liberties in the interest of safety? Uh, for safety, yes. If you have idiots on the road doing crazy things, yes, you stop them. But do you give them... Do, All right, do but you there's no probable... Yeah, but that's the problem. Everybody. Uh, that's the, that's so, the I mean, question. I, I, I'm, You're sort of conflicted. Yeah, but, know, okay. but yes. Okay, hang on, Carlene. Uh, that's kind of the issue, and uh, I'll pursue it further after 6 o'clock. Michael Lacey's going to join us. He's with the criminal law group, uh, Browdy, Thorning, and Zabaris. And so uh, some legal questions that will arise uh, concerning this, of course, we'll drill down on it from that perspective. I wanted to come back because there are some other issues that deal with uh, the law. And uh, when somebody is a triple murderer, uh, how they're sentenced is kind of interesting. But there's another question central to the whole Dellen Millard story. I want to put it to the panel next. Alyssa Freeman, Kevin Gadette, Carleen Nation, Oakley Show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.